today. Uh, the Supreme Court strikes down a Louisiana abortion restriction law and uh, protesters break into a St. Louis gated community and pandemonium erupts. We've got a lot coming up and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez today, joined by Stu Bergier, host of Stu Does America here on Blaze TV. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for being here. And also Eric July, Blaze TV contributor. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, I, we almost just started talking about the Cowboys on air, yeah. mm -hmm. but I guess I'll <laughs> rein it back in. I'm disappointed. Uh, I by mean, that. literally the <laughs> second before we went on air, we were talking about Tony Romo, and I'm really tempted to just keep going on air. Yeah. But I feel like we'll get some hate mail if we do that. Maybe a little bit. So, uh, the Supreme Court, John Roberts strikes again. Uh, the, John Roberts cast the deciding vote in a 5-4 Supreme Court decision announced today, striking down Louisiana's abortion clinic restrictions. Uh, he, of course, sided with the court's four liberal justices in this landmark case. Now, this was uh, June Medical Services versus Russo. And the case itself was centered around whether Louisiana could place, quote, health and safety restrictions on abortion clinics operating within the state. So we've seen this countless times before. It's the restriction that says that um, the doctors performing the abortion have to have admitting privileges at a local hospital within a certain radius so that if something goes wrong with the patient who is, you know, undergoing this surgery, they can then be admitted with the doctor into the hospital. I, you would think if you're a feminist, you're into women's health, that's like your thing that you're passionate about, you would think that this would be something to be on board with. Uh, however, not so. The abortion, <laughs> uh, the abortion freaks were excited at this, obviously, because killing babies on demand uh, is uh, is great for them. So, <laughs> it's a heck of a uh, summary of the Supreme Court ruling. Am I wrong? <laughs> you know, am I wrong? It, well, here's one thing you're wrong on. Tell Stop me. saying John Roberts sided with the four le know, liberal justices. He's it's, just he there. One. He's just there. He He's on, that's what he does every single time. Um, you know, it, the reason they keep going after this case this way is because in Roe versus Wade, it says you can restrict uh, based on these health measures. The states can come up with health measures that they think will improve the situation. And so that's that's why they keep, you know, abortion opponents keep targeting it uh, that way, because it was in Roe versus Wade, which is in ancient history at this point. Roe versus Wade it bears no resemblance to the actual policy we have here. It would be amazing if we could get back to that. Right. It would be if a, you're pro-life. Yeah. Right? It's a massive move to the right from yeah. where we currently are. Yeah. Um, uh, which is, is something I think a lot of people lose sight of here. Um, but this is, I think, probably most interesting because John Roberts disagreed with John Roberts. Like, he was so invested in making sure this didn't come out this way. He had previously ruled on the an almost identical case where he said he agreed with the conservatives on, on uh, that side when the conservatives were in the minority and lost. Mm. Now that he's, uh, th we've now come back a, a couple of years later, the almost exact same thing comes up, and now he's changed his mind, and now he is siding with the liberals, saying, well, I was, I do believe that the case was wrong, but we already decided it, so now I have to side with the other uh, side. No, no liberal justice in, in history has ever done anything like this. No. Uh, this only happens it's to conservatives. And John us. Roberts is just, I mean, look, 
you can, uh, he, he seems to only care about the reputation of the court. Does not seem to care about the Constitution, does not seem to care about law, he does not seem to care about anything other than making sure people don't get mad at him uh, uh, in the media. Mm-hmm. And it's the one place that's supposed to not happen. I understand it happens in politics, not supposed to happen in the court. And Roberts just continues to embrace that world. Yeah, Eric, yeah. you're a libertarian. Yeah. I'm very curious. Yeah, no, I mean, it's so many different angles. To go with that, yeah. because it's, I mean, when you consider that it goes all the way up uh, to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court is supposed to make some objective uh, position. I've said on this show before. I don't know why people expect that. I, I understand. <laughs> I understand that. You know, ideally, that's what they should some do. Some people are not as cynical as. Uh, that's very <laughs> true. Very true. But it's um, you know my thing is when I look at this, m- other rulings and so forth, and even sort of state Supreme Court rulings. It's the the fact that what this always boils down to is that people definitely when it comes to the leftists or more liberal, modern liberals, um, I have to make that distinction because they're not literally, literally liberals um, in a classical sense. But they sort of teeter totter around when it's okay to have some sort of policy, some state federal policy that prevents people from doing something individually as far as them making decisions. So in this case, we're talking about hospitals or more so abortion doctors, uh, however you feel about them. Now, I am a pro-life libertarian. I just want to make sure I, I get that out there because I think this is the one subject matter that libertarians, yes. probably the only one that people are just like down the middle. Yeah. Uh, you can find yeah. a libertarian yes. on, uh, on either side of this uh, position. And very passionate both ways. Absolutely. Very yeah. passionate both ways. So my, my whole thing is that, yes, I can understand the idea of the state not being involved um, in sort of dictating what exactly these guys uh, certainly must do. My only issue with it is the same issue that I have uh, uh, when it comes to other rulings is that if we apply that definitely when it comes to these liberals uh, to different Things, even including in the hospital, when we talk about regulatory law and so forth, that's not anything that they would ever hold true. This is the like you mentioned earlier. This is just okay. This is a pro uh, uh, abortion type of deal. So they see it as that, and that's the only reason why they would ever rule in against, this, say, a restriction that the state has put on them or another government has put any other any other field. It's like, well, no, we need to do that. This is uh, about safety, and I would argue, like you mentioned, it's kind of inconsistent when you look at the fact. Okay, well. You think this is a good thing, people being able to, uh, you know, sort of go into if something goes wrong they, that you think that you that protect women, if that's their argument. But <laughs> it's not their argument. It's just a pro-abortion argument. So anything that gets in the way of that is more so where they're coming from. It being about consistency, even from the Supreme Court level, as far as how they analyze it, that's not anything that's really important to them. It's more so about this topic matter. And does this get in the way? Does it make it more difficult for people to potentially have abortions? If this is uh, the answer is yes, then they want to sort of get rid of it or they don't like it or something of that nature. You can apply that to a multitude of other different subjects and they'll go the complete opposite way. They'll disagree with themselves on that. So you got to go subject to subject. And unfortunately, this is what we're dealing with. I just wish I could get them to be consistent on this if I even conceded that, OK, yeah, that's a that that's good. OK, but let's apply it to this, this, this and this. Right. What about that? And they generally would never do that. So let's be very clear. This is more so goes to the fact that this is a pro-abortion deal. So they are and they take the pro-abortion position. 
And that's why they don't care about what previous laws say or anything of that nature. I'm talking specifically to the guys that are like, rah, rah, rah. This is uh, fantastic women's rights. Yada, yada. Yeah. If if we can get more killing babies on demand, (laughs) it's always a good thing. No matter no matter whether we can we leave the woman you know, possibly oh. like in an unsafe situation <laughs> so she could be more prone to, you know, bleed out or whatever the case may be. No help because the doctor doesn't have admitting privileges. That's totally fine because we get more killing babies on <laughs> demand. How, well, how do That's they true. still get to use the term women's health and women's reproductive health? I don't understand. I don't understand it either. And it would be an amazing world if the, the left was half as libertarian on any other issue as they That's are. True. On the, yes. you know, they just, they just love true. the freedom. No get between you and your doctor. My body, my one. choice, oh, right? Gosh. Same guy's telling yeah. me I need to yeah, forcefully cover, I, cover yeah. my face, right? I, it's like, it's really <laughs> ridiculous, right? I mean, and, I, and, and like there is this idea, you know, that the women's health thing is an interesting part of this. It's it's the approach that you know pro-life activists keep taking because it's in the ruling so it's a it's a, it's a sensible way to go and of course i do care about women's health and i don't really want you know i i, I think having a, extra layers of safety um applied to a, a situation like this is important but to be clear they keep saying like this is is this a trojan horse to just try to get rid of abortion yes a hundred percent that's yeah. what i'm doing yeah. like, I, and i'm proud of it i will say you know what i would like a lot more people to be alive yeah. it's a heartfelt stance of mine uh-huh. more people alive less people dead i have a little bit of a range there and i would like to keep it on the alive side as often as possible you know it it is you know, Republicans have been forced to go down these very narrow roads uh, and conservatives to try to uh, limit abortion as much as they can because it's been off the table that you could have a ruling that would actually favor the repeal of Roe versus Wade, despite it being some of the worst law ever, ever conceived. Um, and we see yet again, there is absolutely no chance this court is going to do that. Yep. In all of the fear tactics of Roe versus Wade is going away are insanity. They can't even get the most minor restrictions through this court. It is a, until you need like 40 conservative justices to get the five to actually rule against something uh, when it comes to abortion at this point. It is, you know, I, I, as much as like the left has tried to scare voters to go to the polls by these rights are going away, they're not going anywhere. And even if in the impossibility that they were actually going to be voted down, they'd still be legal in like 40 states. So this is just a nonsensical argument. They keep acting as if women have no rights. They do have rights. They have lots of rights to kill their children and they can go all over America and do it. Congratulations. You won again. So I have just a really quick follow-up question to that. So are you saying you're not into killing babies? I have a a little range. (laughs) The not killing babies range is where I try to stay. It's a crazy position of mine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I hear your white male privilege. I'm an extremist on this one. Want the babies to all be alive. (laughs) Whoa. Um, Eric, so to Stu's point, I'm old enough to also remember when we were told that uh, Kavanaugh getting confirmed to the court would lead to women's rights being completely taken away. They would be dying on the Trump's streets, election honestly. was going to be that. <laughs> they said Trump's election Everything. itself was going to be that, and it's he not the case. He was going to take away case. birth control pills. Yes, he was going to. Uh, right. Of course, Mike Pence was going to electrocute all the homosexuals. <laughs> That's right. And all kinds of weird stuff. And it's to the contrary, quite often. This is where I criticize a lot of conservatives because it seems to be they're always on the defense. It's like the leftists control the entire conversation and it's always pushing 
you know, the North Road is swinging their way all the time. It's always swinging their way. Nowhere is there any pushback on any given thing. So, but yeah, I mean, it's good that you highlight that because it's it's highlighting how, yes, you, you know, and, and I would think that was offensive to you that people limit your rights mm-hmm. to abortion, yeah. right? It's like women's rights, yeah. abortion. To, to kill <laughs> their own children. Like that's, that's the it. only thing. And, if, and, and if you're against that, then you're against women. Like, what are you saying right. here? Like, is that the only thing there is that means to be be a female is that we you know you just, yeah they, they, we just pop them babies out like it's nothing yeah it's it's uh, it's something that i would think would be insulting but that's how they view things through these very 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 narrow lens but no they're like rights to unfortunately again kill babies which is you know you don't have a right to do that by the way um but they're not rights aren't going away but that's how they control the narrative that's how they control the conversation is they make the conversation or the narrative sort of be that. It's like if you, you're against black people, if you're against this particular law right. or this particular ruling, you're against uh, women, if you're against this and against that, that's how they control the entire conversation. You can be completely against it. And obviously in, in this case, in a lot of cases, we, we take really, we take it serious when it comes to women's health in this, in this regard. However, they feel as if they have the high ground all the time and they have the right position. Their position is always in protection of some marginalized group. So if you are in opposition to them or in opposition to a policy that they propose, then you are against that entire group that they have illegitimately claimed. Mm. This has been a tactic that they've used time and time again and will continue to use, which is why they knock everything down with claims you're racist, you're misogynist, you're sexist, you're homophobic, no matter what it is, um, they just like, hey, they just shout these things out because they feel as if their position is the right position. And if you didn't, well, more so if you disagree with them, then how could you care about women or homosexuals or or black people or anything like that? But they control the conversation and it's unfortunate because they're going to keep pushing that pendulum. It's going to keep going, swinging that way. Hopefully it swings back at some point, but it's going to keep going that way so as long as people are always on the defense and constantly compromising with these types. So um, last question here. President Trump, obviously, there were a lot of people who voted for him and their whole reason for it was it doesn't feel good to me. I don't like it. But the Supreme Court, but the Supreme Court, but the Supreme Court. Now we see some of these rulings coming down the pike. They really are not probably uh, in favor of what these people were thinking that they voted for. Can President Trump run on that again? I mean, I don't know what the messaging is either, because you can't say again, vote for me and I'll fix the Supreme Court, because look at what's happening now. So how does he navigate the, those <laughs> but waters? That is what he will say. I know. I, you know, it is, it's, you know, look, he's going to say, we need to, all the things that he ran on last time are going to be things that he runs on again. I'll pick from the original list this time, I swear. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, look, Kavanaugh and Gorsuch were, in my mind, both on the right side of today's ruling, although they have not always been, I, I don't think. I mean, they've been, I'm more worried about Kavanaugh, frankly. I like Gorsuch more, but still, uh, they were on the right side of this one. This is a Roberts issue. You can't blame Trump at all for this right, one. Right, right, correct. Um, but that being said, you're, you're right. Like, th- there is this uh, sort of, um, uh, superhero complex thing that that Republicans get involved in and like we just need this savior just mm-hmm. please come and save us we need to pick that one ma- magical guy Donald Trump might be that magical guy we'll get Neil Gorsuch in there he'll be the magical guy it'll be Brett Kavanaugh that is not how this works like these are human beings they're going to suck sometimes we we get into this you know this idea that we can like elect go through government and elect these these you know politicians or judges that are going to come to our rescue and save us from all of this 
it's not the it's not reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of times, as much as I like, you know, we talk about politics here every day, we get too into it. I mean, it's it's too much of a focus of what our life is. I mean, you know, we can criticize the 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 uh, the media all the time for focusing on Donald Trump twenty four hours a day. And it's it's it is not a healthy way. It's not the way this country was designed to run. I mean, you know, George Washington was like tried to basically hide from the people because he was like, I, I don't want to be king. I don't. I, I'll, I'll be president. I'll do my job, and I'll go back after a couple of terms. Like there, there is a different. You know, it's supposed to be a different mindset here, and we're so locked into let you know. We judge our lives on what Washington is doing to us when, you know, we're supposed to be leading this thing. You know, this is America. The people are supposed to be leading this. And I think when we remember that we're at our best, we're at our worst. When we 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 say we don't have a king, but we still constantly focus on these king-like figures in Washington D.C. to try to you know bail us out from every bad thing the society is doing. It's still on us. You know, when it comes down to it. I know, no matter what Washington does, if I'm able to take care of my family and I'm able to take care of my friends and have a good, you know, life, it's I, they can't do much to screw with me. Um, and if we can kind of limit their power and limit our focus on what they're doing, it's better for all of us. <laughs> limit their power. So <laughs> uh, we've got a lot more coming up, including uh, what happened when protesters broke into a St. Louis gated community. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. So uh, working from home is now driving up the worst type of cybercrime, which is home title theft. We're I mean, you're literally doing everything from home, probably from your couch, too, that probably has this big indentation where your butt sits every single day because you're not going to work. Uh, so while we're doing all of that, cyber criminals are targeting our houses and they want the money they can get by taking out loans against your home. Uh, this is called Home Title Left. The home title theft. The FBI is warning homeowners this is one of the fastest growing crimes right now in the country. And uh, by the way, in case you're not uh, you're not scared enough, you're not taking this seriously enough, um, all of these things can happen because your home's title is stored online where thieves can, they can go and grab it and forge your signature and uh, then they have access. They can take out loans on your home and leave you in debt. And you're not protected by any bank insurance program, identity theft program, those things don't protect you. You probably think that you're protected if you have something like that. You're not, but Home Title Lock will protect you. They put a virtual barrier around your home's title. Protect your home. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. Register your address to see if you have already been a victim. You're not going to know until it's too late and like people show up at your door and they're ready to move into your house. Don't wait that long. All you have to do is go to HomeTitleLock.com. Use promo code Y, that's W-H-Y, for 33 days of protection to help you through the crisis. That is code Y at HomeTitleLock.com, HomeTitleLock.com. Two St. Louis attorneys went viral late last night after videos and photos circulated on social media showing them pointing firearms at Black Lives Matter's protesters. Now, um, the protesters, uh, this this was conveniently left out of all of the mainstream media articles. Mm. I saw a lot of like white St. Louis residents point their guns at protesters. And I was like, well, that's kind of rude. And the more you read into it, you're like, Oh, there was a little bit more to the story. So before we get into that, uh, let's go ahead and watch the scene of these St. Louis homeowners defending their property with their firearms while the protesters pass by. Watch.
Now, I just want to set their horrible trigger discipline issue aside because (laughs) it's giving me a tick. I can't. They they look like they're about to shoot each other. Is that part I cannot get on board with. However, uh, these protesters, not so peaceful as the mainstream media would have you believe, uh, they actually broke into this gated community and they were marching towards the mayor's house, who lived in this community as well, to demand his, resi- his resignation. Because that's what you do when you're, you don't like your mayor. There's no other way to get the no. mayor to leave. You have to march into his gated community and demand his resignation. Is there voting still or no? Is that No. That's, that's not Oh, okay. wait. I wasn't sure if that existed anymore. Oh. I thought there so was. So you're saying that voting could just get him out. You could just vote someone else into office, yeah. Oh, that seems way easier. It does seem easier because it's a lot of walking. <laughs> right? It's all marching into areas and, like, you know, going up and breaking into things. Yeah. A lot of effort needed. <laughs> I'd skip it. Just vote next time. Okay. Well, I mean... There's your tip for the day for the uh, the protesters. So yeah, they, uh, a lot of a lot of people they've been doxed already. These St. Louis attorneys they have already been doxed. Uh, people know who they are. They're being threatened, and they came out and they said, "We feared for our lives. We live in a private gated community, and these people came and stormed, you know, the private streets that we pay for, and we were just trying to protect our property, uh, defend our property." And uh, Missouri has a castle law, so I don't believe they were in the wrong here, even though the mainstream media would have you believe that they were. Eric, what are your thoughts? Well, that in itself is the important thing. Yeah. Trigger discipline aside, or the she's kind of just doing yeah, like, like I, I can't. That was kind of annoying to sit it. up here and watch. The guy, the guy was a little better, but yeah. Yeah. but she was kind of like just oh. like. Like with her, with her hand, I, I don't know if it was loaded or not. But I was, that aside, yes, you break into a com, uh, you know a community that's gated for, for damn reason. That's why it's gated. Um, clearly, they don't want random people just waltzing up in there. That's the whole point of and having. And they pay a, a lot event. of money. Yes, absolutely. For that to not absolutely, happen. a lot of a lot of people that live in gated communities. That's the whole point. We don't want situations like that um, happening. So, what I don't like. It's how people have geared the conversation towards, okay, these people pointing guns at peaceful protesters. Mm -hmm. Goes right back to what we have been talking about with the rioting and the looting and so forth. People expect to do things and have absolutely no consequence to their actions when it comes to dealing with other people's property. Mm -hmm. The idea of them standing out front with their guns, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't care if it makes you mad or squeamish because, well... They are, at the end of the day, the people that are breaking into the gated community and you as a property owner have no idea what's going on. So if indefinitely when you consider this climate, this political climate and, you know, things that have been done lately as far as riding and you have absolutely no idea what's going to go go down. So if you stood, you got your rifle, you stood out in front, it's like y'all need to stay on that side of the property. If you come on this side, things may occur. Mm -hmm. That's their right to do that. And just because it makes you feel some kind of way, training aside, I know there's some things wrong with what it, what it was that they did. We just talked about that. But the, the thing that they're getting mad at is nothing wrong. And that is you have people holding the ground on their own property with their weapons because there are individuals that broke into their gated community and are just doing whatever they want willy nilly. Mm. That's the right to do that. So you can be mad at that all you want. That in itself is not right. If y'all were talking about the training, I'd be on board. I'd be like, all right, yeah, we, we may need to get them a couple of classes. Let's get them, let's get them right. But the what they're griping about is nothing wrong with it. Yeah, to, I mean, to Eric's point, people keep saying, but they were just peaceful protesters. They, they are allowed 
by the Constitution, the First Amendment, they are allowed the right to protest peacefully without fear or intimidation tactics. Um, uh, can you be considered a peaceful protester while trespassing? I don't think so. I mean, public property, you can, that's, you can yeah. assemble there. You can yeah. assemble in my living room. Uh, <laughs> that's not how this works at all. No. Um, you know, look, I mean, it's, it was a, a, I don't know that I would necessarily take the exact same tact as these guys. Like, I would certainly be in my house with my hand yeah. on my weapon and, and w ready to see if something was happening. I don't know that coming out and doing a big show of it uh, does any good. Uh, you're just drawing attention to yourself. Um, but, you know, people have eyes. Right? Right. We've seen this happen all over the country. And, you know, they keep making this show. Uh, this is a big thing that's happened online over, over the past few weeks where these protest groups are saying, well, wh you know what? Why are we burning down our own communities? Let's get out to the suburbs. True. Yes. And, and yes. like that's been all over the place uh, online. Um, you know, it's happened in some at some levels, but not not uh, not as much as it's been hyped online, of course. Um, but like. That's not something that this is just advice to any protester out there. Like all these people in the suburbs, they're in red. They're usually in red regions and they all have money. Mm -hmm. And that means they buy guns. Mm -hmm. And you are going to walk into there like you're thinking you're walking into like, you know, the Branch Davidian complex uh, with these cul-de-sacs. <laughs> that's what they're like. OK, uh, they're not shooting them a lot, but they're all there and they're all ready to protect themselves. It's not an advisable situation. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't go burn down anything anywhere, but you don't want to go out to these areas. Trust me on this. Um, and I as much as I. I mean, the video is really amazing. This is my favorite sequel to The Purge now. It, uh, it, is, now, it is now my favorite one. Uh, so I don't know if, if uh, Blumhouse is going to make this movie. <laughs> but I mean, like, this legitimately, I don't know if you guys have seen Purge sequels before, the movie. This looks like it is directly out of one of those movies because it, in a way, you know, they use humor at times to make these points. It looks like it's right out of that, out of that scene. I would not advise, I'm not a gun guy right. you know like i i like you know i have guns I, I i you know i know how to use them but i'm not like a passionate gun guy um i don't think the right move is to stand out on your porch with your with your ar or whatever that is and 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 you know kind of like regulate which however is it is legal trying to do. it is totally it is legal. legal i don't know that i would say it's advisable like open carry here is legal i don't necessarily do it um you can, though. It's, yeah. and I, I don't think they did anything wrong, anything to be prosecuted over. But now they are now the focus of millions of protesters around the country who really don't like them. And I don't know that that necessarily helps your house and its safety either. I did also see just, I mean, before we came uh, out to set that apparently they are looking into like fourth degree assault, I think, but not on the homeowners, on the protesters. Mm -hmm. And also trespassing, because again, that's you it, can't that's like do a that, thing. man. That's a thing. And by the way, for those of you out there, and I know there are a lot of you, because I spoke to a lot of you uh, on Twitter today, probably not watching the show, because if you were, you'd be more informed than you are. But it turns out that it, you don't just get to say we pay taxes, therefore we have a right to access private property. Like that's not it's bizarre, man. It's is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. They're like. Well, but they pay. Our taxes pay for the roads. Like, oh, no, they no, they really don't. Not for, <laughs> not, for not for private gated communities. Ugh. No, they still pay for it. N no, they don't. And also, it's still trespassing. I'm not sure. So you can't use that. The virus of the coronavirus is bad. The virus of stupidity in this it's country is way much worse. more widespread. Way worse. Way more contagious as well. All right, we've got more coming up. Back in a minute. <laughs> I just like the guy out. It's like his like a little polo shirt. I don't think. That's the way to roll out. Like yeah. grab it. Yeah. 
The Washington Post attempted to fact check President Trump on something he said last week. Uh, he said you'll you hear about certain places like Chicago and you hear about what's going on in Detroit and other cities, all Democrat run. Every one of them is Democrat run. 20 out of 20, the 20 worst, the 20 most dangerous are Democrat run. Um, so, Stu, the Washington Post attempted to fact check him mm. on this quote and I assume it went really well because the Washington <laughs> Post usually is really good about that. It resulted in one of the biggest self-owns in <laughs> history uh, where they turned it over to their graphics department and came up with these two charts. Um, uh, uh, yes, it's true. Not every single one is run by Democrats. Only when it comes to per capita 19 of the 20. Uh, and the 20th one is in an independent. So it's not even a Republican. Um, it's, and, you know, and when they did it by total numbers, it was the same uh, situation where I think it was 17 of 20 were Democrats, one Republican, and two independents. Um, you know, look... <laughs> It's, they got him. Are they, oh, man. I mean, why? They got him. Like, it's one of those things. Like, you, I feel like you have this idea. You're like, you know what? He keeps saying that, and I bet he's not true. I'm going to look into it. And then you write the whole story, and you realize, and you're like, I should just delete this post. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work out. Sometimes it doesn't work out, right? Like, you think you're going to get their big point against Donald Trump, and sometimes he's just right. And this time he was just right. You know, I mean, look, part of, it's partially because, uh, you know, Democrats are in uh, cities, and uh, they vote Democrat. And so most of these big cities are like this. It's not all of them. We, we go through this tonight, actually. I was I can try to come up with a title. I was going to use Stu does like Democratic mayors, but I feel like really weird about saying that about myself. Uh, <laughs> Stu does liberal mayors. Uh, good luck, liberal mayors. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're you know we're going into this tonight. And we have you know breaking breaking all the details out in it. What you realize, of course, is. It, you know, there's a lot to go on in the media, right? Mm -hmm. You can criticize the Washington Post for doing a really bad job. And Philip Bump, who wrote this, is not even the worst guy by any means at the Washington Post. I mean, yeah, but you that's know, a pretty low it, bar. Th this is, yeah, exactly. This is a really bad job. Um, you know, they can't just bring themselves to say, look, and this one, he's right. right. You know what? I mean, like, this is, he's completely right. Now, there are reasons for that. You can say, well, most big cities are run by Democrats, so they're going to have the majority. It is almost exclusively Democrat. Mm -hmm. And, and the important thing is this has been ex exclusively Democrat for a very long mm. time. It's not just like they happen to run them right now because we're in a, in a blue-leaning sort of period. This has been a half century of trying the same damn thing, and it never works. Mm -hmm. At some point, you have to change tactics, even if it's one that you're maybe not comfortable with. Maybe you don't like all the policies of the Republicans. At least it's something else other than what you're doing. Because what you're doing in these cities is not working. This is a disaster, and they continue to fund the same policies with the same politicians over and over and over again. I mean, they're still talking about things like rent control. Like, has there been anything that has been more scientifically proven to be a disaster than rent control? And they are still trying it in these cities. Uh, you know, it is, you, you try a half century of the same thing and you get no results. It's time to try something else. It's the literal definition of insanity mm -hmm. at this point, and it continues. Eric. Yeah, he's right. I mean, that's the reality. I've been pointing this out. I thought it was always some sort of voodoo um, Jedi mantrix that these cities have been ran to the ground by these Democrats. Yet, for whatever reason, when we get an instance where the police uh, in basically an exclusively Democratic town or city, um, we had some police brutality. Somehow they ended up blaming the Republicans. It's fascinating, even though there are no Republicans that run their cities. <laughs> we just dealt with this out of not just the George before, I mean, before the George Floyd, when the whole Freddie Gray thing popped off. And we had Baltimore and Baltimore, had, uh, you know, Democrat city council, Democratic mayor, all of these, like, it's just top to bottom, Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. 
and they somehow have gotten away with blaming the opposing party. It doesn't make any sense. But you're right. There has to be some sort of change and people have to absolutely acknowledge that if there is to be some sort of change, that there is a problem here. The people that you think are going to help you and save your cities and make it more safe. Uh, for the people that live in it are not doing a good job. And like you've mentioned, it's not something that started yesterday. These people have been running these cities into the ground for 50 years, man. And you have to acknowledge that if there is to ever, ever be a solution to the problem that exists in some of these cities that um, people like myself, I was born, I'm from Oak Cliff, you know what I mean? Like I'm from, I'm from these same areas that a lot of these guys are. We have all these Democratic representatives and nothing, nothing salvages these situations. So we have to acknowledge that the people that vote for their, this party time and time again have to acknowledge that if there is to ever be a solution. Otherwise, they cannot keep getting kicked down the road. There'll be this issue. You have some Democratic savior coming. I'm going to save everybody. Just vote me in. Repeat every two and every four years. But I do want these areas to see some sort of progress. It's just not going to be there. It's, 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 it goes both ways, though. It's not just in the fact that they're voting for this particular party. It also goes to the fact that they expect them to move their world for them. And that, to me, is a very dangerous position to adopt when it comes to expecting any politician or any government official to assist you in that manner. A lot of it's cultural, and it's really not going to be resolved until the people within it acknowledge the fact that they have a lot more power than what they actually understand. Mm -hmm. But sitting here constantly voting in people and expecting them to move your world is disastrous no matter what way you put it. Uh, so before we before we have to take a break, Stu, I, I read this uh, this portion of Philip Bump's commentary. It was a tough one to get there, I admit. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I'm having a lot of trouble making sense of it. So he said uh, when he's talking about these details that show that the president is so wrong, or not really wrong, but Trump would no doubt shrug at that detail, decrying as fake news the revelation that his assertion was only slightly wrong. And in fairness, it actually doesn't matter that four of the 32 cities listed above had have non-Democratic mayors because it doesn't really matter that the other mayors are Democrats. <laughs> How does that not matter? Um, he was very drunk when he wrote this. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to put a lay it out there. Think, yeah, it is. It's a, it why, right. why write the piece, A? Yes. B. How does that not matter? Right, like the, I mean, I think they're not the ones running the cities. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. What? When you really read it, he seems to be making the case basically that like everybody in these big cities is a Democrat. So it's not. It's got. It's like it's the correlation causation argument. Basically, he's trying to okay. separate. Though he couldn't. He no. could not state it that clearly for some reason. It's just not a good argument, you know. And it's like if it, it, it would be one thing if you had a short term on this, but it's like it's a long, long term. Right. And we went back to um uh, tonight on the show. We, I go back and I revisit a stat that I put together back in two thousand five, two thousand six for Glenn's first like big bestseller, uh, an, an inconvenient book. And in there we did it wasn't on crime rates; it was on poverty rates. And we went through and, and I had to dig through all these like the history of all these mayors and 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 come up with, you know. Were Republicans responsible for this? Like, who was right. doing this? We went through, I think it was the top 10 or 11 cities for poverty rate and found since 1965 to 2005, 40 years, um, Republicans only ran those cities 8% of the time. 8%. And it was almost all like, I think, one or two cities that had a couple you know, longer-term Republican mayors. Um, so I went back and uh, decided to update the stat for tonight. I won't give you the full thing, but I will tell you, it did not get better in, in, <laughs> since 2005. Uh, it's incredible that this happens. And, you know, Trump got beat up when he said that essentially the point of 
guys, maybe you should try something else. Like, right. it's a completely legitimate argument. Mm-hmm. At some point, you, you know, it's like, hey, Sideshow Bob, stop walking around where all the rakes are, right? <laughs> the rakes, you keep stepping on the bottom, they keep hitting you in the middle of the face, and then you turn around and another one hits you in the face. Stop doing it. Walk another direction. Yeah. At some point, we have to learn that, like, look, we got to try something else because what we're doing now is not working. Yeah. All right. Don't miss that episode tonight on Stu Does America. Uh, if you're not watching it on Blaze TV, make sure that you subscribe to it on YouTube. Stu Does America. I don't think there's that many Stu's on YouTube. So just search for if you just search YouTube for Stu. I'm the first one that right. pops up, actually. There, so there wow. Yeah, just, just type great. in SEO, maybe. There you go. <laughs> Back in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know the SEO game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so guys, correct me if I'm wrong. We talked about what was going on in Texas with uh, Governor Abbott coming back on some of the uh, reopening. And he did ban outdoor gatherings of over 100 people. Right. Well, it depends on if you have a like special rules. Basically, it's like he said, uh, uh, gatherings, if they have to get local uh, permission and it's like other special occasions or something like that. What he said, I think that means protest. Uh, So it's so. (laughs) So the coronavirus knows if you have like submitted a permit for a special occasion. And it doesn't come to your special occasion. Yeah, yeah, that's how it works. Like the magic Walmart doors. Uh, Doctor Strange, he kind of puts a some sort of spell on it, and when you walk in, you're just immune to the to even though it's the the only entrance and exit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's the same. It's the same kind of whatever material that Doctor Strange (laughs) used. That's what he puts uh, on like the permit thing. So when you enter that zone, everybody's taking taking. It's amazing. It's amazing because uh, you know we just rolled back these uh, new reopening. Uh, guidelines that they had allowed us to have here in Texas and here in Dallas, in Chicago, in New York City, um, there were here's a there's a picture of it here. If you guys are watching on uh, on television, sorry, it's a, a little video. So that's just one, just one city. The Pride Parade taking place. This is in Chicago. Um, I don't see very much social distancing going on here. Um, in fact, they look that that actually is my worst nightmare <laughs> being that crammed yeah, in. I screw the virus. I just don't want to be near those. Right. People yeah. No, I don't care about the virus at all when I'm talking about that being my worst nightmare. Uh, but that happened in Dallas as well. There was a, a pride rally. I know I saw a picture of um, Jerry Nadler, who was attending another uh, pride parade. I did not I did not see him wearing a mask. It may have been invisible. I don't know. But um, I did not see him wearing a mask. I, I just I'm having a hard time <sighs> figuring all these things out. There's a lot of moving parts here because we're being told that there's a covid spike and it's very, very, very important that we all stay home and uh, not kill grandma. But then I'm also seeing a lot of people <laughs> crowding together and still some beaches were closed in Florida over the weekend. Amazing. Um, uh, President uh, Berdy Mukamadov of uh, Turkmenistan, the nation of Turkmenistan, um, they decided to get rid of coronavirus with one simple trick. You know, in those web videos, you see like one simple trick. They just banned the word coronavirus. Oh. So they've had zero cases, which is pretty amazing. That's a great idea. It's hard to have cases because you just ban the word. Yeah. And, you, and people, and I've mocked him on the air saying like, this is ridiculous. It's not how you get rid of a virus. You can't just ban the word. What is the difference between that policy and what we're doing now? Oh, it's a, it's a protest. Go ahead. Walk outside. That's get as true. close as you want. 
It's just as insane as what he's doing there. Um, it really is laughable. And like I, you know, I, 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 I like to believe that the the best case scenario here to me is that uh, you know they didn't believe that coronavirus was all that bad, and now they're just they just wanted to screw Republicans when they had their protests and they were critical of them there. I'm terrified. It's the opposite that they actually do know it's bad, and they're all just letting them go out there and because they don't give a crap. They don't care when their power and their little agenda is there on on the table. All of a sudden, the virus doesn't matter to them, mm-hmm. and that is a that's a that is a we're seeing the re- potential results of that experiment right now. I mean, look, we don't know how this is going to turn out yet. We're still in this pro- you know we're in that that window between cases rising and what happens with deaths. We know it's about fifteen to thirty five de- days after uh, these cases where we, almost almost all the deaths occur. We're at I think thirteen days since the rise started in Texas. So we should over the next couple of days see what the results of that for. There's some hope and that maybe it's a younger crowd or whatever. But the bottom line is you see this in the numbers in Minneapolis as well, Minnesota, where every age group except twenty to twenty nine year olds are seeing no uptick. It's just twenty to twenty nine year olds now. There's theories that it could be bars, guys going back, you know, everyone's going back to bars and they're just crowding in. And that's why I think Abbott did that with bars here. But like the protests have to be a part of this equation. You have to be thinking that all of a sudden we just said, hey, everybody, let's gather in groups of 30,000 for a few weeks and see what happens. It's insanity. Yeah. If you actually believe this virus is, is at all anything, right? It's insane to encourage people to do it. It's a giant experiment with human lives. Like, I I can't even believe it's going on. We've got a little under a minute, Eric. The game's rigged. This is something that I've (laughs) emphasized. So true. They get to do, the. uh, for those that watch wrestling, Eddie Guerrero tactics, lying, cheating, and stealing is what they do. And they get to do, they make the rules up, and then they change them on the fly. And they only apply to you. They don't apply to them. That logic, they're not killing grandma when they're out there with groups of thousands, hundreds of, of people. They get to do that. But you, you don't get to do that. You don't get to go to the, to the bar, but you can go link up with a bunch of people and a hundred people and protest for several hours. That is absolutely on the table. What they're doing when they try to lecture us is more so moral grandstanding. It has nothing to do with saving lives. This is why over the last couple of days I've had more people tell me that they hope I get it and die from it because it was never about saving lives or anything like that. It was about more posturing more so and trying to lecture everybody else to make themselves look good. They never ever gave a crap about saving lives or anything like that. They're a bunch of hypocrites and the game rig is rigged and I hope Republicans see that. Yeah. All right. Back in a minute. Sadly, I don't think they do. They don't. Do they don't. They don't. This is why Abbott did what he did. I grilled him for it. It's like, dude, what are you doing? All right, Friday's poll. With social media censorship ratcheting up, will you make the switch to Parler or stay on Twitter? I said on Friday, I think that that, this poll was sponsored by Parler. However, it was on Twitter. It was on Twitter, (laughs) I know. I wonder if we, do we have a a Parler parlor Blaze? No, a Parler Blaze account? I don't know. That's a good question. Check. I bet we do. Probably do. Okay. Well, if we don't, then we'll we'll get we'll on that. On that. <laughs> uh, let's see. 55% of you almost said use both. 37% said you're going to switch to Parler. 8% said stay on Twitter. I don't know. I guess you just like hating people all day. Uh, today's poll, who is the most liberal justice on the Supreme Court? <laughs> this is funny. I like this, this is one. trolling. This is a total troll move. Justice Roberts, <laughs> Justice Roberts, <laughs> Justice Roberts, or... Justice Roberts. Mm. 
I'm uh, not sure which. Probably Justice Roberts well, by a little bit. Yeah. yeah, just a little though. Slightly. Yeah. Really, a you think a little? I, 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 I feel like it's a great, pretty wide margin. I think it's a close call between him and Roberts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely not a troll aimed at Justice Roberts. But uh, let us know what you think. I guess. Let us know which Justice Roberts you pick, uh, gentlemen. Thank you for being here as always. Thank you. Don't forget to catch Stu Does America. Are you? After, what, right after the show? Uh, I'm at 8 p.m. Eastern. Okay, thanks. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.